it's Samantha and Maria and we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back to the Clarity Co. Podcast. I'm Sam and I'm here with Maria and we are talking about hmm, trends in the media, trends in the marketing space. And we want to talk about this concept of adapting or dying as a business owner, really just as a user of media in this day and age. So (laughs) the first thing that we were specifically going to start talking about with this episode was TikTok. But then we started talking a little bit more and we wanted to add a couple other things to the mix. So what you're going to hear about in this episode is TikTok, Instagram, and a little more on ChatGPT. I know we talked about this already with Nina. Um, Maria has a lot of thoughts on it. I have a, I wouldn't, I don't know. Is it bias? I have an opinion. I don't think it's bias, but I have an opinion on it where I'm just like not willing to adapt to it. And you're actually going to hear me talk about that. That's my take on all of this stuff is that I actually don't believe in this whole concept of adapt or die. I really, really believe that you have to do what is aligned with you or else you literally will not be able to do it long-term. If you are spending all your time and energy on something you absolutely freaking hate, it's not going to work out for you Mm -hmm. because the energy match is not there. You don't have an excited, happy, abundant energy about it. So it's not going to attract people the way that it needs to. So if you have yucky energy around the way you're showing up or you don't feel excited about the way you're showing up, I hope that this episode can serve as kind of just a refreshing reminder that you don't need to follow the crowd. You need to do what is aligned with you. So the other day, one of my students and she might notice I'm not calling you out but <laughs> she sent me this post from an Instagram guru and I basically had to tell all of my students to stop following Instagram gurus because here's the thing what is their job Maria what is an Instagram guru's job oh gosh an Instagram guru's job is to get you to do whatever they say to stay on Instagram all the time so you listen I don't know Oh, wait, I know it's so that you can never do everything that they want you to do. So you have to keep following them to figure out what you're supposed to do to make it so confusing like that. Yeah. And here's the thing. An Instagram guru's job is showing up on Instagram. Is Mm. that your job? No, you have a job outside of showing up on Instagram, right? They really don't. I mean, when I was an Instagram guru, I did see clients obviously. And I had a membership. So I have absolutely had other things that I was doing, but the number one part of my job was to show up on Instagram. And is it true that the more you show up on Instagram, statistically, the more people will see you? Yes, absolutely true. Just like it's true that the more you show up at target, the more money you're going to spend, right? Mm -hmm. If I only go to target once a week, I'm going to spend less money than if I go to target five times a week, right? Just the statistics. However, if I go to target five times a week versus one, does that ever guarantee that I'm actually even going to get what I need? No, no. 
It doesn't guarantee that. Just like showing up on Instagram five times a week or seven or 10 or 20 times a week doesn't ever guarantee that the right people are going to see you or purchase your things. It only guarantees that more people will guarantee, more people will see it, right? Mm-hmm. It, content, creating content does not equal dollars. Creating the right content that sparks relationships, that moves into conversations and nurtures creates dollars in your business, right? So if you're on Instagram just to put stuff out there, right? Just to put content out in the world. We, we have this kind of um, robotic feeling about content, some of us, right? It's like, oh, I got to put out content. I got to put out content. And that's kind of yeah. like the same uh, mindset as the chat GPT, which again, Maria is going to get, get dive deep into that. I'm going to get heated. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's this like idea that we are these robots that just produce content. Right. And mm-hmm. like, it's such bullshit that you're not there to produce content. You are there to produce content that sparks relationships. And I have always, always been, and Maria can vouch for this because she was in all of, you know, she's been here since I've been teaching social. She mm-hmm. can vouch for that. It is always going to be quality over quantity. Always. Yes. You are never going to beat out quality with quantity. Never. Well, and- how about this? You're, you are never going to get what you want out of your posts with quantity over quality. Right. Right. Never. You, never. Never. So don't believe these Instagram gurus when they tell you, you have to post three reels a day. Who in the freaking F has time to make three reels a day besides Maria and Brock Johnson? I'm just kidding, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I do like doing it. (laughs) Maria enjoys reels. And so that is Maria's job. Okay. So she she can spend a lot of time making reels. But the reason we only send our LGR subscribers two reels a week is because that's the minimum that we want them to commit to that they can do long-term. Two reels a week is a lot. Two Mm -hmm. reels a week is a good amount to get out there in front of your people as long as you can do it consistently. Consistently. You want to know what's going to screw up your algorithm real quick is if you have a week where you're posting like 10 times a day and then you fall off the wagon. That's going to screw you right up. So what's going to work for you is consistency. What can you commit to and what is aligned with you? If Instagram isn't aligned with you and you really just want to post content, maybe you shouldn't even really be on Instagram. Maybe you should only be on Pinterest. Maybe you should work on SEO and writing blogs and creating content that doesn't really require you to have these conversations back and forth. But if your business is dependent on building relationships and building trust, it might be actually be a really good idea for you to start creating a content strategy that works around that building trust. Go ahead. I would also say, I would also say that technically, even if you are writing blog posts, they can like, that is also building a relationship. Oh, definitely. It is like the thing. So yeah, I mean, like you, you might not, I, but I mean, well, you really could, you could have people that are commenting on your blog posts that you need to respond to. And all of your blog posts cannot be sponsored content because no one's going to read it. Cause that's boring. Nobody wants to read a sponsored blog post. Believe me, I did it for many years and those always got the least amount of views. So, <clears throat> um, 
I would even push back and say everything that you post is to build a relationship, whether you realize it, want it or not. So I guess saying it wrong. I'm saying relationship when I mean conversation back and forth. Hmm. Now I from a blog post, a, re- a well-written blog post, if someone were to just book a call with you right away, which can absolutely happen, that's still a relationship. That's still building of the relationship. However, Instagram is typically a little bit of a more long form conversational style relationship building. If you don't want that and you just want people to read a blog and book a call, that is totally fine. That is absolutely a great way to do business, especially if it's aligned with your personality, do it, but yeah. don't play a game on Instagram that you don't want to play. Right. It doesn't have to be do or die. You know, you don't actually have to run your business based on social media. You don't have to. There no, are actually, there are plenty of people that have businesses that aren't on it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it, it can be kind of a trap where like, I have this thing personally where it's like, I don't want to be a slave to social, but I also like, it's what I know you know, kind of thing. Like I go back and forth with it all the time. So it's really easy for me to sit here and say all this stuff. And I've coached clients through it and they have had miraculous transformations with not relying on social, but I, I actually do get most of my business from social, but I will say social aligned with me in that way. I love having conversations with people. I love creating that deep relationship first before we ever even hop on a call. Do I love that we can just hop on a call without knowing each other and, and book, you know, book business? Absolutely. But I really do enjoy making those, you know, connections with people and having like watching their stories and seeing their kids and watching what they cook for dinner and, you know, seeing their, their weekend trip to the mountains. Like I like that stuff. Well, and I would also say that, um, you know, building these relationships is something that you have to want, number one, like, like, yes. like you said. Um, but also too, like when if having a business, just because you aren't on social doesn't mean you can't have a business, but also like being on social doesn't necessarily, like when Sam teaches social strategy, it doesn't have to be this insane thing. Like these gurus say that you're posting 25,000 times a day it can absolutely build your authenticity and your authority in your field 1000%. It it can complement your business as much or as little as you want it to. So from two people coming from a social background, I would say you do need to be on some, you need to be on one platform at least, at least on one. Because like, truth be told, when I was like doing OC Mom Collective and I would be looking for people who were um, like to advertise for different things or like to be in our events. And I looked up and I looked them up and I found their social and they hadn't posted in three years. I kind of assumed they weren't in business anymore. Um, So that is just like a little caveat to say like, "Eh, you probably should be on something, but don't let it define your whole thing. Believe me, like, but I also hate social media too. So it's a whole thing, (laughs) but it's also the I know Marie and I were talking about some social stuff earlier and she's like, am I pushing you to do something you don't want to do? And I'm like, no, I want to do it. <laughs> I just need to reinvent it because I don't like the way that it used to be done. Like really honestly, there were like these parameters, right? There used to be rules. 
There's not rules anymore. Do not let people tell you that there are rules anymore because there are no hacks. There are no way to beat the algorithm anymore. There really used to be. And there are not anymore. And that is like a huge reason why I got out of social because it's like the wild freaking West now. And I don't know how that became that after it was so almost systemized before, like there were ways to get over certain hurdles. Right. And there were ways to optimize. And now Honestly, the only way to optimize is to be aligned with what you're posting, post consistently, and make sure that you are creating these relationships and having conversations. Those are the only three things that I can tell you work. Hashtags don't work anymore. Locations don't work anymore. I mean, reels aren't even what they used to be, right? Do you need to make them and and appeal to that entertainment side and, you know, get out in front of an audience? Yes, absolutely. But are they going to make you viral on Instagram? Probably not. Like it's just not happening anymore. Well, and you also don't want to be viral. I mean, that's not even a goal. That's another thing. Like people, yeah, people think they want to go viral. It's like a lot of going viral really is just a problem and it doesn't actually like lead to money. It just leads to like problems. So anywho, that being said with social I don't think social, like Instagram specifically, is do or die. Now, let's talk a little bit about TikTok. Mm. TikTok, I have, I wouldn't even say I have a love relationship, love-hate relationship with TikTok. I was talking to my friend Tabitha yesterday about this. So Tabitha's like a big Bravo TV girl. I have a lot of friends who are big into like reality TV and stuff. I'm just not. I, You guys know this, me and Maria. We like the weird shit. We like sister wives. You know, mm. <laughs> like I like these, um, you know, like psychological type of shows. I, Maria, did you, I think I've asked you this before, but you've only watched one season of Love is Blind, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might need you to watch so we can talk about it because there's the season Seattle. Um, So I definitely will be watching it, but I'm kind of getting to a point with Love is Blind where it's like, it's so predictable and it's so curated and like, it doesn't seem even like an experiment anymore. the first, the first season was really good. And also it was like right before quarantine. So it was like, you know, Mm -hmm. one of those like nostalgic things where it was like so good. Um, but it's, you know, I, I'm not someone who really can like even keep my attention watching TV. Like I also hate like mini golf. It's not stimulating enough for me. You know, like I have to be, It's got to be one thing after the next. Like, it's just not enough. That's why, like, the rodeo. I think I've told you guys this before. Oh, that's, that's like great. The rodeo is my – I used to I used to be a football fan. I'm not anymore. Used to be a baseball fan. Baseball's really slow. I just kind of liked going to games. Um, but as far as fast-paced, like, something I actually enjoy watching, it's rodeo. Freaking love it. Um so you guys will get to see more glimpses behind the scenes once the rodeo start. We're getting to that season here, but um, I like a fast paced thing. And so Tabitha was saying something about, oh, all these shows she's watched on Netflix. And I was like, oh, I tried to start Jenny and Georgia. She finished Jenny and Georgia in like a week or something. And I tried to start it and I got through like two episodes. And I'm just like, meh, I'll, I'm going to go on to TikTok. TikTok keeps my attention because it's so fast paced. And it really was designed for that. And if we're being honest, like it has ruined people. It yes. has ruined been on Instagram. It has ruined our attention span in general. Like I'm telling you, if I'm not watching a show and it is not, if I'm watching a show and it is not riveting, 
I'm going to watch TikTok instead. So that's, that's what I was telling her. And she's laughing at me, but I'm like, I'm just this kind of person who needs like fast paced stimulation. And I was like, so many things to learn so quickly. Like, I love that TikTok is like a different topic every 15 seconds. You know, it's, it's so good to me. Like, I just love it. And, um, I, I don't find the same thing on Instagram reels. I find on Instagram reels, people are just trying to sell stuff pretty much on TikTok. It's a different vibe. Um, it's a completely different vibe. I learned so many things there. Uh, and I tend to spend a lot of time there, but do I think you need to be on TikTok for your business? Not necessarily. Maria, do you have any thoughts on TikTok? Well, okay. So this is my elder. I'm an elder millennial coming at ya. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a Midwestern at that. <laughs> and a Midwestern. I, I don't, I'm not on TikTok at all. I mean, I, I post on it for clients, um, but I watch TikToks on Instagram like an adult. So that's right. where I see. I watch TikToks three months late on Instagram, like a real adult. <laughs> exactly. That is what I do. Um, but I, um, I, when TikTok first came out, I was like super into it. And then I don't know, for whatever reason, I just kind of stopped because it, it was like almost like overstimulation and I mm. couldn't, um, like, I don't know if the platform is like this now, but like, like once you saw a video, it just like went to the next video. And I was like, wait, I, I want to watch that again. Or I couldn't figure out how to get back to it. And then it, oh, it was just like, <laughs> like, I'm too old to learn something new. Um, I'll just oh, stick to it. I'll just stick to Instagram. Um, but I was actually I the reading opposite the- experience. Actually, when TikTok first started, I was like very anti, like mm. almost as much as I'm anti chat GPT because people were trying to jump ship from Instagram to go to TikTok. Yeah. And while Instagram will always try to be someone else for some ungodly reason, I, I just think they're completely different platforms, completely yeah. different audiences. And people are going to, to spend time there for a completely different reason. Like I am not going to TikTok to like get to know people and have conversations. I am going there to veg out and like just, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, spend like free time. I'm not wanting to talk to anyone. None of that stuff. Now people do use TikTok that way, but like far and few between compared to Instagram. And so I was super anti, can you guys hear those sirens? Sorry if you can hear them. Um, this is van life, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, and super loud. Chaz is like trying to muffle the sound. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was super anti TikTok at first. And now I still am not super pro TikTok for business. Um, unless you've got like a physical product, I think it's really good for that. Or you've, you're like a thought leader in your industry. I think those two things are really great. But otherwise, just for run of the mill content, I think Instagram's much better. Um, but I still enjoy TikTok very much. Well, and I was reading something the other day about TikTok about how um in our brains it can it's so much information at so like quick that our brains aren't able to process it and it can lead to a lot of anxiety. Um, and whether oh, yeah. we realize it or not, it can ca- like TikTok can cause a lot of anxiety because it's just like shuffling, 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 and our brain can't like process it, and so we get anxious. Like, 
subconsciously we're anxious and we don't realize it. Um, not to say that. What was that? Like you've had that happen. The topics that are discussed on TikTok sometimes can be very anxiety producing too. Like I got off the other night because it was just all about the big failure stuff. And I was like, I don't want to. And like, it'll do that. Like, it'll be all about storms or all about, you know, the freaking uh, UFO things. (laughs) Yeah. The the spy balloon things. So it's like, you know, sometimes it can be too overwhelming and you just need to get off. But if there's not some kind of like major event going on like that, typically I can get a pretty good like variety of content. Um, And I feel like I just learned so many things and so many different topics and, you know, new recipes and new health information and new, uh, you know, just all Mm -hmm. kinds of cool stuff. And I just love it. But you're right. Totally can be anxiety producing. I think everyone has to like know themselves like what and and also too a big reason why I was not on TikTok is because at the time when it came out I was running OC Mom Collective and I was like I am on every platform all the time for work I don't need another one it's like when people try to get me to like donuts and I'm like I already like enough crap for myself I don't need another thing that I need to like I don't like donuts wait you don't the only kind of donuts I like are like the plain Krispy Kreme. That's about it. I'm not really a donut okay. person. Okay. Same. Like, I love a plain Krispy Kreme. I'm just picky about donuts. Yeah. I, I love mean, Krispy Kreme. But like, I know some people who love donuts and are like, let's go get donuts, 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 donuts. And I'm just like, I just don't really like them. Like, they're just not my thing. And that's well, okay. I don't need another sweet that I love. It's good. I'm good. <laughs> well, I know right now you're telling me you don't need another sweet that you love, but have you tried a mochi nut? No, I haven't. Okay. You're going to have to try one. <laughs> I need to First get a all, <laughs> they're abundant. We're like literally parked in the parking lot of Mochi Nut right now. And now I'm going to make Chance go get me one because they are incredible. I would say they're better than a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, oh, really? But it's because so they're, they're made like, do you know about like, I think it's Japanese, but yeah. what Mochi is like the eggy. Yeah. Oh my God. I have it They're like the, the, so the like mochi, like the it's kind of yeah. like an eggy ice cream thing that we eat at yeah. Well, not have- the, so you can also get mochi like it's like a cake kind of. Like mm-hmm. uh Hannah used used to make it for us, but they call it butter mochi, I guess. Okay. And it's it's like the like a spongy kind of cakey type thing, but it's made with egg. Mm. Um and it's they have it in a donut form uh, it's not like a bubble donut it looks like one of those baby teethers and they have right. like all these different kind of flavors but literally they're so good they're like dense and like uh, I don't know it's almost like if flan met donuts or something like that Interesting. it's so good <laughs> okay well I trust I trust you I, I'll, I'll try it I'm just saying I might not be like oh like obsessed you know right right but I totally feel you because people do that with me with coffee and alcohol and I don't drink those things. And I'm just like, no, you're not going to make me like it. <laughs> you're like, I don't need another thing. I'm good. I don't know. I don't need another thing, especially coffee. It's like people are like, oh, why don't you like coffee? I'm like, well, I think coffee is yummy if you add all this sugar to it and all these oh, things yeah. that I have. But then also, like we've talked about before, I literally become a crackhead if I have coffee. Like it's too stimulating for me. So it's just, it's not good. It's 
I just stay away from it. So anyway, all that uh, exactly. All that being said, you have to know thyself and know what you like and where you like to spend your time. And if TikTok is one of those places where you want to invest your energy, absolutely do that. If you want to repurpose your content, you can absolutely do that too. Um, you just got to find what works for you. And again, it's not this do or die thing. I don't believe that every single business owner needs to be on TikTok. Honestly, TikTok doesn't allow any promotion of MLMs whatsoever. They'll kick you off the platform. I mean, they'll kick anybody off the platform. They don't care. They kick people off day and night, all, all day, every day. People lose their accounts. They have like millions of followers for seemingly no reason. It's just kind of funny, but they, they give no Fs. They will, you know, get rid of you. So, um, TikTok is not a must too for business. It's, it's fun and you can absolutely do it if you want to, but again, not a must do. So that brings to chat GPT. Chat GPT. Okay. So the title of this episode is adapt or die. Right. And the reason why I thought that we should call it that is because I was just watching now, this is going to be totally tangenty, but have you seen the Bernie Madoff documentary on Netflix? No, not yet. So good. Okay. Talk about riveting. It was, it's like unbelievable how he pulled this off. Okay. But one of the reasons why he was so good and so successful at his Ponzi scheme is because he was like the first to adapt to um, like computers and um, trading online and like all this kind of stuff. So it like really legitimized him. And so that made me think about, you know, chat GPT and just like technology in general. And so like in our previous conversation that we had a few weeks ago, like chat GPT is here. AI is here, right? It is here. It is not going to go anywhere. Like it is what it is. However, I still believe, and I'm going to like, hold on to this, you know, raft until I drown (laughs) that AI will never completely be able to replace like a human personality touch. It just won't. It just can't. Like, in my opinion, and maybe someday it will be able to. And then, you know, I don't know, the like dinosaurs are going to be back too. I'm not really sure. But I think that if you are in right now, we are most of us listening and we are all like creators, we create content, we create all these things, right? We have to, number one, we have to like know it. I really think that it is important for people to just at least be familiar and understand it and know it. We cannot go into this like totally afraid and totally like, oh, I'm just going to put my head in the sand. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to whatever. Because people like, you just, you have to know it. Like you just, you have to, it's just like TikTok. I'm not on it, but I know how to use it, right? Like I know how to use it. I know how to do it. If someone came to me and was like, Maria, I want you to create TikToks. I'd be like, okay, I know how to do it because I'm on it. I've seen it. I know what to do, right? can't be ignorant to it like it's even if you don't like it you need to empower yourself enough to be informed right you need to be informed that is number one it doesn't mean you use it like it doesn't mean you're like oh I just like hit chat gpt and like write this document write this content write this copy like blah 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 um I do think that it can be helpful for creators to like get ideas but I will say it's very similar to just Googling it. Like 
I had a conversation yeah. with a client who was like, you can use chat GPT. And I'm like, oh yeah. If I'm just like literally clicking copy paste, sure. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've read, I've done it. I've like made it write articles and stuff like that. And it repeats the same sentence like over and over and over again. Like it doesn't, doesn't make sense <laughs> in a way. Maybe it will at some point, you know? Right. So it's, I go, it's just like me Googling a topic and like looking at all the different search results and then like kind of piecing it together. You still need a human to analyze the data and put it together. So it makes sense in a voice of whoever you're writing for or for yourself. Um, but as far as adapting or dying, I think that you don't have to adapt to it, but you cannot be ignorant of it and you do need to understand it. And right. however far that understanding for you goes, whether it's, oh, you know what? I actually do utilize it sometimes, or I understand it, but I never use it is up to you and however you feel comfortable. And we talked about it in our previous podcast. And if you haven't listened, you should go listen to it about the legalities of it. Um, just about like how it is sourcing everyone's content. I don't know if it's truly, you know, it's kind of like TikTok where it's like, is it going to go away tomorrow or are they going to ban it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but right now it's not banned. So I guess I got to understand it. Um, because there is probably going to be a point where they ban it because it is sourcing people and not giving people credit, et cetera. So there's all that. But I think that especially as you, you know, as if you're a content creator and you work for your creating content for other people, people are going to cut, like, I have already gotten it from a client who was like, you could use this. And in my immediate reaction was thinking like, oh gosh, they think that they can fire me and use chat GPT. And maybe they can, maybe they can do that. I mean, like if they're just looking at the bottom line and they don't really care what their copy is like, fine, whatever. I mean, obviously you don't feel, see any value in my work. Um, right. But I don't believe that anybody who cares about what they're putting out there is going to be utilizing AI for, or chat GPT for like legitimate work. Like, I just don't think they can. I don't think it's, I really don't. I think it's gonna, I think right now as the way it is right now, I don't think it's uh value. I don't think the value is there. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What are your thoughts? I'm, just, I'm so big on originality and like, we can sit here and argue that there's actually no original thoughts in the world and blah, 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 which is, you know, at the same time, it's simultaneously true. Yeah. But also like, I want, I need it to be in my voice, like my personal touch, just like you, what you're saying, the relationship with the teacher and student with me. So like me and my student is so important to me. I'm very high touch teacher. I want to be involved in all of it. I am big on the emotional side of it. I'm big on the, you know, the motivational side of it. Like, I know that my job would never be replaced. Like, yeah, I mean, pe people choose me because they like the way that I help them and guide them through a process to the other side and have a transformation. However, the selling of that, I need it to always be my words. Even if like, you know, the idea of membership is not original, sure. But the way that I teach membership is original and I don't need those words and those descriptors coming from anyone else. And even more importantly, I am pissed that my words can just be scrubbed from the internet mm -hmm. and used to support someone else's business. I worked really hard, not only to put those words out there, but to learn 
what those words meant and the value of them and and put the muscle behind those words. They're more than just words on a page for me. Like it's actual experience. It is blood, sweat, and tears for me. And it makes me so angry that someone can just steal those really innocently, honestly, because they're not physically stealing it. The internet is, and this yeah. chatbot is stealing it. But I've always been anti-chatbot. I've always freaking hated chatbots. And mm. uh, it's just, it's so frustrating to me. Like, can we not keep any humanization? Like, why do we want to become a computer driven world? Like, I don't know. I'm one of those. I think, I think the reason is because the demand for content is so high that people are trying to figure out a way to make it faster and easier. Because like you said, when you're on TikTok, it's like, you got like, I mean, I mean, you just, you got like, people are telling you, you got to be out there 500 different ways and you got to be posting 25 times a day. And people are like, I don't have the capacity to post 25 times a day. I know I'll use chat GPT. That'll make yep. the most sense. You know, that'll keep me relevant. That'll keep me. But I do think <clears throat> that, you know, the pendulum I think is going to be swinging back to like the authenticity and the person who like, the person who's posting, but it's authentic, it's them. And then they post once or twice a week, but I'm always there for it because I know it's them. And I, I want to like what they say has value. It's not quantity, it's quality. Yeah. Just like we were saying, like you are not a content machine. And if we bowing down to this stuff and we adapt or dying, everything will swing back in our favor. Just like Maria is saying, the pendulum will swing whichever way we push it, right? And so people are adapting to what the world wants rather than creating their own way. That's the way things are going to go. But if we resist this, it it doesn't have to be the next big thing. Maria, have you read the book, The Pendulum? No, uh uh-uh. Okay, we both need to read it and we're going to do a book report on this because um, my mentor... Andy. Um, he's a big pendulum book guy, right? I've never actually read it. I, I probably could recite the book to you because he talks about it all the time. But the idea is that we swing this between a society of we and me, right? And so the focus in society is, you know, I think it's every eight years or so going between a we generation and a me generation. And Currently, we're in a me generation, but we will be swinging back at some point to a we. And so he like cites all these all this proof from history, but it's it's supposed to be this book, and I read it. Uh, Chaz is even interested in it on Audible, but I think that we should do it on this. Let's read it in steps. Oh yeah, let's do it. It'll be because I mean culturally, like. It's normal for us to like swing into these types of things, but we also cannot lose our organization. Like I'm not willing to become a society. We talk, Chaz and I talk about this all the time. Like, oh, it's like Wally. It's like Wally. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, not, not doing that. (laughs) I agree. So so anywho, we want to know how you guys feel about all this stuff. Instagram, TikTok, at GPT. Um, 
if you think it's cool, that's totally cool. We don't think it's cool, but you're totally entitled to your own opinion on that. And Chaz is laughing at me um, because it could be cool for what you're doing. But I also want you to just consider that there are some dangers to this, especially yeah. for your creativity and your, not your job, but like your human touch, I guess. Maria's job is technically at stake because she is a content creator. <laughs> but, you know, yes. they, she can never be replaced, right? People can never make these awesome reels that Maria makes. Or chat GPT can never make awesome reels and remakes. Um, so anyway, that's kind of our take on it. Marie, do you have anything else to add? No, I would just say, like, I'm curious to know what you guys think about, like, the adapting or dying or more of, like, the aligning or dying. Um, and right. how, how you feel, what your experience is, like, have you run into people request, like, maybe you've lost jobs to chat GPT. Maybe you are, like you know, all their eggs are in this basket. Like I'm, I'm curious because I also think that if you are, if you as a content creator are relying on chat GPT and in a few months, in a year, it either goes away or they start charging, you know, $500 a month. Will you then be able to go back and actually create this content yourself again? Like, you know what I mean? So services, but they're really chat GPT. And are you going to shoot yourself in the foot with it? Because now you're like, oh, crap, I have committed to creating all this content. And it was super easy because I was letting a computer do it. And now right. I have to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just think so there's it- things to think about um, in your business and in, in what, what you what you what you want to do for for your clients and for yourself and, you know, for your own content and all that. Um Mm-hmm. but we'd love to know your thoughts. So go ahead and DM us, um, or, you know, uh, respond to our stories or something. We would love, we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, and as always, if you have not, you know, given us a little review on, um, the podcast, we would absolutely love that. Uh, that like gives us so much joy when we see a lovely review come in, because at the end of the day, we are two people, two people, who just really love to get positive feedback. So that just makes us very happy. (laughs) And if you wanted to share the podcast with anyone, we would super much appreciate that as well. Um, But we will be back in another week to chat more with you guys about, you know, scaling your business and um, what you can do to get out there, be visible, and um, hopefully make things a little bit easier for you. Awesome. 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 Well, can't wait to talk to you guys next week and let us know what you think. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.